Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest Courageous Conversation and I am so excited to have the one and only Tom Panos with me as my special guest this week. Hey Tom, how are you? Hi Leanne, thanks for having me on. Oh look, it's my pleasure. You and I both spoke at a Kickstart event for the team at Richard Matthews in the Inner West earlier this year. And I thought your presentation was so powerful. I thought it would be great to share just part of it with um, with all of our listeners and viewers today, if that's okay with you. Absolutely, Leanne. And your presentation was outstanding as well. So uh, oh, that's very I should kind comment on you. that because I, I did watch, um, you know, the second half of it because you were speaking just before me and um, it was outstanding. And I thought to myself, one of the things I got out of it is um, it really doesn't matter where you are in, in life at any one point. It's where you're heading and it's direction over speed. As long as you're in the right direction, don't have to freak out how fast it's happening. And that's what I got out of your presentation, you know. And you're never too old, right? You're always too something in this world, but you're never too old to make massive change. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, one of the things that you've got to do is take out the narrative. Uh, sometimes it's on too old and sometimes it's on too young. I've yeah. always had the approach, if you're good enough, you're old enough. If you're good enough, you're young enough. So yeah. it has really nothing to do with the actual age metric. It's yeah. got far more to do with uh, your capabilities, your desire, your ambition, yeah. um, things you've got control of. Yeah, we all tell ourselves stories, don't we? Interesting stories that can hold us back. But anyway, as I said to you before we came on air, we, you and I could do a podcast every week for the rest of the year and still have never run out of things to talk about. So what I loved about your presentation was you obviously focus um, a lot of your time on speaking at events and that all literally just fell apart. Your whole year changed almost overnight and the way that you approached that and got through it I thought was fantastic. So firstly, tell us about March 2020. How did it all start to unfold? So, it, for, Leanne, for me it happened about a week before it sort of unfolded on TV and we started being told to have lockdowns because I had a medical appointment on around March the 9th or the 10th and I had just flown back from a kickstart, well, let's call it a late kickstart conference in Christchurch um, which was around the 7th of March. It, uh, it was for um, one of the big groups in Christchurch. And I flew back and I had a medical appointment. And as you know, Leanne, I've had cancer a number of times. And um, uh, I am being told that I was at the time in the category um, severely immune suppressed. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're unhealthy. It means that if you were to get an illness, your yeah. body is going to fight really hard. And I had this, you know, check up at uh, RPA Lifehouse and my doctor who I've had for 16 years said to me, oh, look, you know, there's this thing called COVID. Let's sort of sit apart from each other. And all I remember is at the time there had only been sort of one case here and it was yeah. all mainly in uh, in Wuhan at the time. That's where it was yeah. unfolding. Yeah. And he said, let's, you know, let's sit apart. And I said, oh, really? Is it that bad? He goes, oh, well, I'm worried about you. You know, I don't want you to get COVID. And I said, why is that? He goes, oh, well, if you're very old or if you're highly immunely suppressed, you're the one that will have to be careful. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, do you think I should be worried? He said, yes, I'd be, I'd, I wouldn't be traveling. He goes, you've got no travel, you know, <laughs> set up. And I said, I said yeah. do you know what I do for a living? Correct. 
Correct. And Leanne, the irony of it was that following week was, in fact, it was it was a great week. It was a week, like when I say great week, it was a gr- great week because I had nine events lined up and it was and it was all over Australia, right? Yeah. So by coincidence, it was this big week and he said, oh, I think you should cancel it. And Leanne, it was a very big thing for me to do because, you know, apart from the financial impact on me, it also meant... Like, you know, at a conference, you can't just send an email and saying, I'm sick today, I'm not going to be there. It's not like a, a, you you know what I mean? It's been planned. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, I said, it's not that easy. Anyway, subsequently, he insisted. I cancelled. That was on a Wednesday or Thursday. But by Tuesday, I didn't feel as guilty because everything was clients canceled. were ringing me up and saying, well, we're cancelling this event, cancelling this event. And then, Leanne, what happened is within about two weeks, I realised that every event for 2020 had been cancelled, postponed, whatever. They just said, it's not happening for now. Yeah. Then I started refunding deposits yeah. And um, then because yeah, it's not just about the lost income, it's about the income you've already collected, right? In deposits and stuff. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So with some some people it's deposits, with others it's not. It depends yeah. if they're you know regular clients or yeah, it's sure, never hurt, right. But what happened, it was about 130 grand in deposits. But then the big one was, you know, my wife who does my bookkeeping said, you know, like she goes, look, these are all events that have cancelled, work out the income. And it was close to a million dollars, right? And then right. it hit me. It hit me. Hey, you know what? Like, that's gone. That's gone. And all I remember thinking to myself, okay, you can freak out or you can accept you're on a plane, there's turbulence, be the person that is calm, not the person that's freaking out, carrying on. Just be sort of calm. And by coincidence, I've been listening to this guy called Dan Sullivan um, on a podcast, I think it was 10X, and he talked about, you know, what you want to do is participate in the solution, not the problem. And that's where, with his help, I wrote out 10 rules that were going to be my personal philosophy for 2020. Since then, Leanne, they are pretty much the rules I work for. You could call them their business philosophy. So I think that's what you heard at the Richard Matthews conference, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I would love you to um, share with everybody what they were. Okay. So the first one was you've got to forget about yourself and you've got to focus on others. That was extremely useful, Leanne, because I actually learned that in the world of cancer because a lady that was volunteering would come in and make all these biscuits in 2006, and I'll never forget what the patient next to me said. He said, do you see that woman? I said, yeah. She goes, she's here three times a week. She makes biscuits and brings them in. I said, that's incredible. She goes, yeah. Let me tell you her story. Her one son committed suicide. Her other son, sorry, that son got schizophrenia and committed suicide, which is a common thing with mental illness, right? Yeah. The other son got cancer and died. So she had two sons. Her husband left her. That just became overwhelming for him, and he ran. And what she did, her therapy, 
the way she sorted herself out was to focus on others and not herself because by her going into a chemo ward and giving people biscuits, she was able to see that she was not the only one who was suffering, Leanne, that in fact others suffer. And that philosophy has really helped because I began mm. to realise, hey, Tom, now's not the time to ring someone up and say, hey, listen, let's have a conference, but what we'll do is we'll, 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 we'll get everyone and we'll do big social distancing. No, that wasn't the time. Now was a thing to forget about yourself and focus on others. That became extremely useful. The second rule, forget about your commodity and you've got to focus on your relationships. So Leanne, what that means is if you were a real estate agent, you wouldn't ring people up in March and April and say, hey, are you thinking of, you know, coming onto the market or, you know, this and that. What you were ringing up and saying, hey, listen, is there anything I can do for you at this time, right? That was that rule there. The third rule was you've got to forget about the sale and you've got to start focusing on creating value. So instead of sort of ringing people up and saying, hey, I've got to buy, by the way, I'm converting this a little bit to real estate language because I'm just thinking to myself, how could that benefit the listeners? Leanne, I presume that the viewers and listeners are mainly real estate. Um, Mainly, yeah, not only, but mainly. But, I mean, these philosophies work for whatever, whatever yeah. world you're in, right? Look, it worked like you're in the world of franchising. You own a yeah. network, right? So what does that look like? So rule number three was forget about the sale and you've got to focus on creating value, right? What does that look like? That looks like don't ring up with commission breath, but ring up and say, hey, this might be useful information for you to know at the moment. And for mm. me, what it was is I was getting research from Wuhan to show what happened when the virus significantly reduced, what happened to the real estate market there. So yeah. I was saying, here's some useful information. This is what's happened. When the virus slowly goes, this is what happens to real estate. The next one, number four, you've got to forget about your losses and you've got to mm. focus on your opportunities. Mm. That was big, Leanne. Okay. That was big. Because what happened there was, hey, I lost face-to-face. I lost workshops. I lost conferences. But you know what? Why is there all these people in the real estate gym? Because I've got a, a dashboard that shows why is all these people all of a sudden heavily using the gym? Yeah. So I began to see, hey, People are migrating onto Zoom anyway. People that thought it's all too hard are doing it. So that basically meant, bang, that's it. We're going to move hard into webinar modes because we know people are not going to be scared when they look at that Zoom link. They're getting used to it, you know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the things that really frustrated me early in the piece was everybody focusing on what they couldn't do. So we can't do auctions, we can't do opens, we can't do rental inspections. Instead of going, okay, well, what can we do? You know, we can still do, we can do online auctions, we can still do one-on-one appointments. There are, yeah, so focusing on the opportunity is just it's just smart and logical, but not everybody's able to do it. How did you actually have the ability to turn your turn your head around, you know, okay. given that there was so much loss and so much stress from a health perspective at the same time, right? Look, I find a useful technique for me to get through um, these things that I'm going through. Like it's easy to have them written out as philosophies, 
but it helps a lot to be able to dig in to memory reserves of past winning over times of adversity. So I, I find, Leanne, that if I can actually go back to a place and say, hang on a second, Tom, you're freaking out over the fact that you've got these gigs that have cancelled. It's not like there's someone's come along and taken all your work. So the first thing is I Mm. thought this is a level playing field here. Mm. Everyone is impacted. We're all in the same boat. That helped. The second thing that helped was me saying, hang on a second, Tom, you've had cancer not once, not twice, three times. You got through that period. (laughs) You sat there, you buried your only sibling at a time when you had just been, it was a day before I got diagnosed, right? Mm-hmm. So you went through an absolute darkness period. So seriously, am I not going to be able to cope with this? So what actually helps a lot, Leanne, is to be able to go to a memory bank, and we've all had it, Leanne. We've all had times where we have been in absolute darkness yeah. and there's no light in the room. But somehow we're there to tell the story. So we got through it. So so I thought to myself, I've survived 100% of my darkest days, right? And I also, I, I, I would laugh because I would remember Dr. Wayne Dyer once said in a podcast I was listening, look, if it all turns to darkness and there's no money or anything, you can walk into your local supermarket like Coles and you could eat grapes and no one's, no one's going to say a single thing, right? So you're not going to starve at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, I love it. And, it, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I think it's um, we often um, just assume that nobody else, you know, everybody else's um, life is so much better than ours and they don't have the same challenges and they don't have the same issues with anxiety or depression or, you know, financial issues. Or, and, but we have all got stories, right? Every one of us. So, so Leanne, the issue, look, the issue with the thinking their life is better than mine yeah. has been accentuated a little bit with social, social media sure. because it's sort of in your face, right? Yeah. But I want to remind everyone that's listening to this, everyone that posts something on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn is posting a very short fraction of their life, generally a fraction of their life that is the best part of their life, and generally it has been embellished in a positive way anyway. So it's probably not the right reference point. And I even say to people, I said it to someone on Saturday, he was telling me how much he, he hated, he hated, look, agents seem to hate their competitors generally, not always, but generally they don't they like They do them. these days. Back in the 80s when I was an agent, we used to go to the pub every Friday night with them. Correct. It's a different world now. Correct. That, so, mm. so, so that's a, that's a very good observation. There mm. was more There was more of a feeling, hey, we're, we're in the same business, right? Um, but now what actually happens, it's like two agents get together, they shake hands. It's like one sort of says, hey, I'm better than you, right? Yeah. That's the sort of thing it is so i just said to this agent i said listen if it stresses you that much don't 
have him as a friend or follower on your social media. Don't look at it. If you're getting upset because he sold four out of four today and he had a photo of him, you know, sitting at a restaurant, having a nice meal, looking that life is good, don't look at that, right? Don't look at that. That's great advice. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Leanne, the other one that I found, so that was the fourth one. That was number four, yeah. Number five. Yeah. You've got to forget about your difficulties and focus on your progress. And what that basically meant is let go of looking at what's all wrong here. Oh, I can't do an open for inspection, right? But I can do a buyer inspection and I can qualify and I can actually say to the buyer, I'm letting you know our vendors are only asking for buyers that have got unconditional approval and are not in just the fact-finding stage because of this current pandemic. So all of a sudden, your conversion rate of sales dramatically increased, Leanne, for an agent because instead of them feeling like they're a David Jones salesperson with people coming left, right and centre, they knew this person coming through, man, they're a high probability buyer based on the current environment, you know? So that was number five. Number six, which is one that I I swear by every day. I'm actually swearing by it today because today is my actual... Um, my PET scan, and I do get anxious over um, oh, okay. the, the scans yeah, getting the course. results, you yeah, know. Yeah, totally. So you got to forget about the future and you got to focus on today. And that's mm-hmm. a big one, Leanne, because we are terrible at predicting and forecasting the future. Yes, Leanne, we seem to catastrophize. We yeah. seem to awfulize. We seem to think it's going to be a lot worse then it actually ends up becoming. So what do you do? You just say, what is going to make a fine day today? What will make it a fine day today? And you just sit there and say, I'm going to create a day by design that's going to be okay. So um, let go of you know, let go of worrying, you know, like some of the, if you were, if you were predicting the future and you were using newspaper editors as your input towards that future, I mean, there were forecasts, Leanne, of 150,000 deaths. Yes, exactly. In Australia. And, um, there's only been 100 or 200. And uh, 32% fall in, um, in house prices. 32% out for. So, Leanne, that's an interesting one because I clearly remember that one. 32% falls were predicted. Yep. You know what's happened? I reckon it's 32% up yeah. in some areas. In some areas, absolutely. From, no from doubt March. About it. Absolutely from March, no Leanne. About it. I know, I know, I know. And that's, um, and, and I got, um, as you know, I do um, um, a, a a, what I call a real estate wrap every every Monday morning. I just talk yeah. about what's happened on the on the Saturday, and I was getting absolutely hammered on social media because I was all I was doing was reporting the data. Yes, and people were going, "Oh, you're a typical bloody real estate agent talking it up." It's like, I no, I'm not. This yes. is the data from CoreLogic that I'm using. Where's your data? Yes, show yes. me your data. And yes. no, of course, nobody could, but you have to be able to let go of all that negative um, energy that comes around social media, right? You're gonna, you're gonna, so Leanne, you're gonna be, you're gonna be judged. It's really interesting. We're talking about this today, and I did the Sunday night ran I did last night, which I thought to myself, 
like this is a useful a useful rant. It was Dr. Ross Walker. He's on Two GB. He's on oh, yeah. the, today, and by coincidence, I'm friends with his son David Walker okay. from Ray White at Warunga. He's a very successful agent. Yes, yeah. I've heard of David. Yeah. So so I can't get over, and Susan that works with me says, "Have you ever seen so much controversy?" Because he talked about he talked about. Um, you know, this is what's happening with the vaccine. Um, it appears that if you take the vaccine, your chances of getting the illness dramatically reduced. And there's all these people coming in saying, oh, this is, you know, rubbish. The microchips are in the back. Like all these people that aren't qualified to have medical opinions yep. have opinions. Like in your case, all these people who yep. had no data were actually giving you advice and saying, no, you're wrong. Yeah, I know. It's very frustrating. And it's not easy to let that go. I know a lot of people really get quite wound up um, about, about that kind of thing. So it's really you, you do have to let it go, right? You do, you do. You've got to let it go and you've got to realise, Leanne, you've only got X amount of brain calories per day <laughs> to use, right? Yeah. Like yeah. where should these calories go to, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me let me finish Number off seven. this. Yeah. Number seven, you've got to forget about who you were and you've got to start focusing on who you can be, oh, right? I like it, yeah. So that basically meant, hey, I've got to be a person that becomes a TQ person. That's a technology quotient person. I have to be a person that has to start understanding, hey, you know what? Some of my clients might not want me to sign a paper. They might want me to have an electronic signature. I better get this DocuSign or whatever product you're using. Yeah. Uh, some of my clients are going to want me to be able to give them virtual inspections of properties. I might as well learn how to actually do a decent Zoom walkthrough on a property. So that basically meant forget about who you were before yeah. and you've got to start focusing on who you can be. Yeah. Number eight, you got to forget about your events and you got to focus on your responses, which I love because to me, event plus your response equals an outcome. The good news is channel your energy on your response, not on the event, not on the event, because the event's not controllable, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 that had a that a that had a huge bearing on me because I didn't spend my time trying to, you know, rebook, you know, um, things and come up with solutions to say, hey, let's move this conference to this day. I said, no, 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 no. Like, man, Tom, forget about that. What you're going to do is, what's your response? You're going to do more of these virtual events. You're going to actually introduce, and I introduced uh, two programs, the 21-day COVID program, the 30-day uh, cure relief program. I'm, I'm just pulling out, I can't remember the exact word, but I introduced a program on in, in April and then again in June. And that allowed me to have a lot of people that weren't gym members that wanted to get a taste test at a lower yeah. price level. Yeah. So it forced you to actually become creative to do things. And um, I've got to tell you, Leanne, I'm, you know, we've got two more to go, but I'm not going back to my old world now. No, right? me either. 
Yeah, I love that. You're the same. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, looking totally. at you there. You're obviously working from I'm at home. home. Yeah. 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 I work in the city. Um, I've got a desk in the city uh, instead of an office. I've just got a desk and I go in two or three times a week. Um, and the rest of the time I'm at home and it just means that I'm, yeah, it's just working really well for me and my team. But it's interesting. I've got a couple of franchisees who keep saying to me, when are you going to go back into the office? And I, I keep on saying, why do you care so much? What difference does it make to you? And it's just we've got to challenge those preconceived ideas about the way things should be, right? Okay. So whoever has said that yep. has got a narrative, a belief, yep. a story in their head Yep. When you're at work, you work. Whereas I have a narrative, you don't have to be at work to work. You've got to have a mobile phone. You've got to have a computer. You can actually be sitting in your car by a river, staring at the river, making phone calls, right? So it's changing that narrative that you've got to be at work to be working. In fact, I would go as far as saying there are a lot of real estate agents that are at work who are not even working. And I would go as far as saying is that they're hanging out in the office between half of it's a bit of socialization. Part of it is, you know, I'm with the team. Part of it is, hey, you know what? I've got the, you know, the secretary that can actually photocopy this for me, right? (laughs) But it's it's all that sort of stuff. Yeah, totally. I agree. I work, um, I'm much more productive uh, working from here than I am in the office. Okay, number nine. Number nine, you've got to forget about what's missing and you've got to start focusing on what's available for you. Yes. And number 10, which everyone should have, a mantra, everyone should have this in their car, on their walls, in their office, in their bedroom. You've got to forget about your complaints and you've got to focus on your gratitude. You've got to forget about your complaints and you've got to focus on your gratitude. I mean, it's like we live in a complaint-based life. Like it's sort of fashionable to be driving. We're filming this on a Monday. It's fashionable to walk into a cafe on Monday, oh, back to the grind, traffic's terrible out there, (laughs) oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like within 30 seconds of talking to the barista, you're going to hear someone say six things that have got a complaint-based theme to them. What if you turned around and said, wow, what an amazing morning. I've driven to work. There's double yellow lines on the road, which meant that I wouldn't have to uh, run into someone and have an accident, <laughs> right? Well, why wouldn't you look at all these things? Oh, I drove in. I had temperature control in my car. I had a podcast on. Man, it was just fantastic. And now yeah. I'm having the best coffee I could ever dream of here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether you've seen that. Um, I can't remember. It was Conan, one of the um, uh, talk show hosts in the US, and he was interviewing somebody who was talking about um, talking about um, Wi-Fi in aeroplanes. And he's like, you know, the 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 guy next to me was complaining that the Wi-Fi wasn't working, and it's like there's only been Wi-Fi on planes for a few months, so you're complaining about something that months ago you didn't even have. So rather I love than that. yeah, rather than I be love- focused on the joy of flight and the miracle of flight. It's too funny. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love really that. Funny. Oh, I, 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 I remember sitting next to a guy on a plane and the, it was stuck. It wouldn't take off. And they were just sitting there saying, sorry, we just got a couple of mechanical checkups we're doing. And yeah. the guy, the, I could tell the guy was, Leanne, he was fuming. Yeah. You, could just, you could just see it. Yeah. And then the third time 
The pilot went on, ladies and gentlemen, letting you know, we expect that we're probably going to take off in around 15 minutes. We want to apologize again. Now would be the time to actually send a message to wherever you're going to let them yeah. know that you could be running late. And this guy started, he, he started going, this is a fucking, oh, this guy, this is a, this is a joke, you know. He started, you know, saying, oh, Qantas this and Qantas that. I just looked at him. I said, man, like, you know, I didn't. I, I said to him, you know, don't be too stressed. I said it could be worse. He goes, oh, how can it be worse? He goes, I've got a meeting I've got to be at. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, you've got a meeting you've got to be at. I'm going to be running late and I'm already going to be late at a conference that involves more people. You're at about a meeting? I just looked at him and I just They're said. They're all there to see me, dude. Correct. <laughs> And then, and then I just said to him, I said to he goes to me, you're pretty relaxed about it. I said, listen, I'd rather be mechanical problems while we're on the tarmac, not up in the air. That's yeah. the difference, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You can only ever worry about the things you can control. It's a complete waste of time to worry about things you can't control. 100%. Yes. 100%. And I reckon one of the things that people can control is to put good stuff into their head. And I'm yeah. hoping, Leanne, that the stuff we spoke about today can be part of their uh, their weekly ritual. Because, yeah. you, know, you know what, I, I look, here's what I look at podcasts and your podcasts at. You know, life isn't easy. It, it has challenges. You can go from the heights of exhilaration to the depths of depression in 24 hours. And, and it's like you're going up a stairs, staircase all the time. What a good podcast does or any positive information, it's a bit like a balustrate that you hang on to. It's, yeah. a, it's, 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 it's a micro habit, a ritual that helps you make things when they're hard, bearable, and when things are okay, they make them to be even better and that they flow. So uh, focus yeah. on focus on stuff you can do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so grateful for you taking the time to share all of that, and I know everyone's going to get enormous value out of it like I did. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Leanne. Right. Absolute pleasure and all the best in... Uh, your new, well, it's not so new now. It's been well, like, yeah. Uh, we don't settle until the thirty first of March, so it's still it's still new. Oh wow! So yeah, it's uh, is it thirty thirtieth of March? Is it 30, end of yeah. this end, end of this month. month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exciting. It's a, it's a bit like you've had early access before settlement. So. <laughs> exactly. We couldn't keep it a secret any longer. We had to share it as soon as we exchanged. <laughs> okay, Leanne. Absolute right. pleasure. Thank you.